This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. And 205 days since Joe said he would not leave Americans behind, he did. God only knows when Ukraine is all said and all is done, uh, how many Americans might get trapped behind enemy lines there. Who knows? Or in Taiwan, once uh, China, they'll, they'll, they'll see the green light of a minor incursion, reunification argument, and the world's not going to lift a finger or do a thing, and we'll get to all of that in the course of the program today. Um, I start with a sad note personally on this program. Um, many of you know Bob Beckel, who was on Fox for many years, started the five hit show. Um, so he was also a dear personal friend. And I don't know why, but we would just, we always got along. He was a fun guy. He was uh, an interesting, you know, he wrote a book that he just opened his heart. I mean, he'd struggled most of his life with addiction issues and and then went through periods where he really was was optimizing what he had learned to help so many other people. Uh, he leaves behind an incredible son and daughter, Alex's son. I talked to him at length last night and, and earlier yesterday. I knew about this. And um, he was just a dear friend. And when he started on The Five, and I just gave him a key to my house. He used to come over. When do you remember these these stories? I used to come back and tell you about them. I mean, I get up at five, six, seven in the morning, and there's Bob in the you know out in the swimming pool. At, Bob you know, had his, it. Didn't Bob have his own room at one time? Because you guys were so close. Hannity, I love the jacuzzi in your house. I'm like, what do you mean? I don't have a jacuzzi. And he goes, No, yeah, you do. He takes me into. We called it the Bob Beckel wing. It was just a room in the house. And I didn't know that that particular tub, because I used like four rooms in the house, actually had jacuzzi jets in it. I had no idea when I bought that house. I, know I mean, I he was a riot. That. He loved that house. He loved being around you and the yeah. kids. He was, and he, he was a great and guy. My kids called him at the time, Uncle Bob, and um, he came on these Freedom Concert tours with us, and he was just a barrel of laughs, a lot of fun. I have so many incredible memories of him. And um, he went through some tough years. Um I, without going into detail, but he had a heart of gold. And then it was Cal Thomas that started talking to him about God and Jesus and changing his life and and really brought him to faith to the point where it was like such an important part of, of his life. Um, and, you know, I just, I, I, I just missed my friend. He was an amazing, fun guy. He was probably America's most liked liberal, if you can even say such a thing. And and he he used to sit outside of Fox before every show smoking his cigars. He had these little shorty cigars that he smoked all the time. And he'd just sit out there and just talk to everybody. 
everybody would come up to him. Hey, Bob. What's up, Bob? How are you, Bob? It's like he was holding court all day long. It was hilarious. Um, and I put this together. It's kind of interesting. I read this story on, in the Epic Times today. The headline is, Atheist Dad is Transformed After Glimpse of Heaven as a Toddler's Son Has Taken Off Life Support. It's a tra- tragic, sad story about, a, a, I think, a two-year-old little boy, and he was very, very sick. And they knew that they had to take him off life support and that he was brain dead and that they they made a decision. They had a time. He was an atheist at the time. And anyway, so he's laying next to his son, knowing that this kid is going to be taken off life support in just a few hours. And he wrote about, you know, in a, I'll read it. He said, right there at that moment, I was gone, lifted out of my body, gone, traveling with him. He was ahead of me. He was looking back at me. He had his right hand behind him, and my left hand was holding his hand. We were traveling. It felt fast, but it wasn't the wind. I could only see the blue, and there was communication happening with me. I'd get lots of information of what seemed like the atmosphere. My initial response to Griffin, his son, was, I can't believe this is happening, and he would look at me and smile. His smile was just so large, so alive, but when he would look away from me, I'd become very ill, similar to the state I was in when, than what I felt uh, I wasn't tough enough to comfort him. And then he would look at me again, and that feeling would go away. It was so intense, the love I felt. And then he would look away, and the third time he looked away, I was so sick and nauseating by my own feelings of, of not being enough. And I thought to myself, you've got to tough, toughen up. This is a rare moment you're getting with your son. He's alive. And this time, Griffin look at, looked at me as a young boy, And he laughed, and he knew my thoughts, and he knew them deeply, and he chuckled and said, Dad, you're not sick. I knew all of what he meant at that moment, spiritually, emotionally. I was not sick. And then he says, I experienced the love of God. He was everywhere. He was the blue that I saw, totally encompassed me, and I could see the things that I had done in my life, the things that I thought were good decisions, but they weren't. I could see the business decisions I made that were so wrong because the perspective with which I made them had been selfish. I was supposed to be my brother's keeper. I didn't take care of people like I should have. I felt God say that he put people in my life to take care of them, but I hadn't. And I could see these things play out and God showing me in a very peaceful and very loving, not a critical way. It was harsh, but so loving at the same time. It all made sense. And he said, I could see eternity and it, and see it precisely. It was outside of time. And it was very clear to me that Griffin, in his two years, did more than most men uh, in 100 years could conceivably do. His life was truly precious and accomplished. And then he said, we got to what seemed like the end, and it seemed Griffin was trying to introduce me to someone, and his attention went somewhere. He looked back at me, and he said, Daddy, may I stay? It was a yes or no question. I knew I could not say no. And that he would would have been alive when I got back. It was crystal clear. But I said, no, you could stay. And And I thought of that because if you have a belief in God, faith, heaven, you know, it doesn't matter what religion, you know, I'm a Christian, a Christian wannabe really, because no one's a good Christian. We've all sinned and fallen short, but... You know, the Bible says to the effect that the eye had not seen, nor has the ear heard, nor has it ever entered into the hearts of man what God has planned for those that love the truth. And that guy was an atheist. 
And I just thought of it in the context of losing Bob and knowing Bob believed all of this. And that I just, if I, I just have this belief that we'll all see each other again. But when you lose a friend on earth, it's just painful. And Bob was a dear, dear friend. And for the times that we spent together, I mean, he was, he was just, you want to hang around fun people, I'll give you three. Bob Beckel, Geraldo Rivera, and Bo Deedle. And you, you'll never be the same again, uh, each in their own unique way. Godspeed, Bob. We miss you. And we love you. And I know that you're in a better place today. I really believe that. Um, Joe Biden said this is the beginning of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. That's what he said today. And I'm going to, uh, as I indicated and asked permission to be able to, you know, do this, I'm going to begin to impose sanctions in response far worse than the steps we and our allies used in 2014. There were no consequences in 2014. Nobody talks about Crimea anymore. If Russia goes further with this invasion, we stand prepared to go further with other sanctions. What, what are you going to do, Joe? There's not a thing that Joe Biden can do. And this is the sad part of all of this to me. You know, there's, they're, they're trying to act tough. And there's nothing tough about what Joe Biden is doing. And, and I look at all of this. I'm going to play a tape at the bottom of this half hour of Donald Trump with NATO uh, in 2018 beating the crap out of NATO and how the United States is paying for security for all NATO-aligned countries. We're paying the bulk of the bill to protect them from Russia, and then they're going and making Russia and Vladimir Putin rich again by buying all of Vladimir Putin's oil, which is everything that I was telling you yesterday, what, what is at the heart of all of this. You know, Trump instinctively knew, and he did not stop. It was five straight minutes of a beatdown. He pulverized these people and said, this is not going to stand. You're going to pay your fair share. You're going to stop making Putin rich again. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going into the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. How stupid is that if the whole purpose of NATO is to, for us to help secure you from your perceived enemy of Russia or a real enemy in real life? And he was right, just like he was right when he said, watch out for this guy, Osama bin Laden. You know, it's, um, you know, now Putin is out there, you know, calling it a peacekeeping mission. No, it's not. It's an invasion. And now he's going to take the world's temperature. He's only going to see weakness and it's only going to embolden him. You know, there was then candidate Biden that said, Vladimir Putin doesn't want me to be president, doesn't want me to be our nominee. If you're wondering why, it's because I'm the only person in this field who's ever gone toe-to-toe with him. You know, when I look at, I, I, I am predicting China will take Taiwan, and I don't think the world will do a thing. I'm predicting that Putin will go further into Ukraine and maybe, maybe even beyond that. I can't say for sure. You know, Pete, Putin watched as Biden refused to hold China accountable in any way for COVID, the crackdown in, in Hong Kong. Uh, nobody's held China responsible for their hostile, you know, their their fighter jets flying into Taiwan airspace day in and day out. But, you know, Putin watched as Biden lifted sanctions and allowed the waiver for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. How stupid is that? I mean, you know, it, he announced his intentions back on July 12th, as I told you yesterday. Russian troops and equipment have been amassing for every, forever. And people say, no, he just wants to use it for leverage. I'm like, well, maybe you're right. I tend to doubt it because Putin never acknowledged that Ukraine was even a country. 
You know, Moscow, by the way, one of the ambassadors said to Sweden, yeah, we don't give a, an Adam Schiff about sanctions. They don't care. Because now, by Joe Biden artificially reducing the world's supply of energy, that has jacked up the price to nearly 100 bucks a barrel of oil. That has now made Putin rich again. And it has pushed our Western European and NATO allies into Putin's arm because they need his oil. And we should be outproducing Vladimir Putin because we've got more natural resources than he does. Uh, and unfortunately, it is Joe Biden that blocked the Keystone XL pipeline while he gave the waiver to Vladimir. He put drilling efforts in Alaska and war in a permanent hold. He disrupted all new exploration and development auctions in the entire country. He suspended new exploration on federal lands. He hurt American liquefied natural gas production by lifting sanctions of the Nord Stream 2. You know, it's at this point in time, what do you think? What do you think inflation is mostly being caused by Joe Biden's economic and energy policies? What is emboldened and enriched Vladimir Putin? Joe Biden's economic and energy uh, uh, policies. You know, how many of you know the United States import in 2021, Joe's first year as president, 232 million barrels of oil. Guess where we got it from? Anyone want to guess? Linda, where we get it from? 232 million barrels of oil. You want to Under guess? Trump? No, 2021. Where did we get the where did we import 232 million barrels of oil from? From Russia. 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 Yeah. And in Europe, you know, a third of Germany's gas comes from Russia. We have more natural resources, but he's beholden to this, this climate change, uh, new Green Deal socialist cult. And and he will not bring us back to energy independence by artificially reducing the world's supply as demand remains constant and gets even higher. That's why we're all that's why we're in a 40 year high of inflation, too. It's good for national security. It's good for economic security. It's good for job creation. It's good to reduce inflation. He's not going to do any of these things. Maybe, maybe politically I should be happy. And, and Kamala, what an embarrassment. Oh, my gosh. It was humiliating this weekend. All right, if you could lower one thing, I'll tell you right now. Goldman Sachs is predicting we may have as many as seven rate in increases, interest rate increases this year. Uh, they had been predicting three or four. Bottom line is already interest rates are, are creeping up. If you have not taken advantage of these low rates, talk to the mortgage experts. You'll get a free mortgage consultation at our friends at AmericanFinancing.net. No obligation whatsoever. You might be able to save tens, uh, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars a month, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars over the course of your loan. It's a call. No obligation at all. No cost whatsoever. Call now. 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200. On the web. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, NMLSConsumerAccess.org.